This is where they are building the largest nuclear fusion reactor in the world. Yeah, a friend of mine told me I had to check out this pool. America on Main Street and at the dinner table is talking about infrastructure when 20 years ago they didn't even know what that meant. Today, those towers are an astounding display of wealth, prestige, and engineering. First. It's impacting everyday Americans. I am against the train the way it's being done right now. New York City housing is a scam. It is a scam, 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 scam. The Shard in central London is being officially opened today and at 310 metres tall, it's Europe's newest and tallest skyscraper. Hello, I'm Fred Mills. And this is the world's best construction podcast by the B1M. Hello and welcome to the world's best construction podcast. I'm your host, Fred, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Luke Bly and Liam Marsh. It is a hot one in the UK at long last. How are you doing, guys? It's hot. Good. Is it? How, what, yeah. what, are we, what are we saying is hot over there, guys? On, on the weekend, where I was, it was like 28. I Ooh. don't know where it was, where you were, Fred. 30, where I was a bit more inland than you, mate. 30 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Perfect. I loved it. Love <laughs> it. Sounds- Sounds trouble. I woke up uh, Saturday morning here, maybe Sunday morning, went on to Twitter and I saw a big breaking news. I think it was like BBC or Sky News, like breaking news. It's 30 degrees in England. It made me laugh laugh so much. Big news. I was like, why is this breaking news? I was tweeting like a big headline like, oh, something's happened in the UK. It's 30 degrees. If you're listening in the US, that is like 84, 85 yeah just for our fahrenheit friends but also like it gets really humid here as well and our houses aren't really designed to keep you cool are they no they're they're cold in the winter and super hot in the summer do you guys have uh aircon air conditioning i don't just fans every year every year in this week we go Oh, let's just get air conditioning. It's a good investment. And then we look at it and go, ah, yeah, we can't afford that. I mean, like, <laughs> so it's that little claps out column fan just in overdrive right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used yeah. to, um, when I was living in London, we'd have obviously different flats and things like that. Every, every room would have a fan and every year, you know, you just buy the cheap ones. So every year at the start of summer, you're just down there, down at the little offie. <laughs> A little waffy. Yeah. Well, you always buy the cheap ones. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, five quid. That'll be that'll last forever. Last like you know, a couple of months. Last that summer, and then you just repeat the same. I want one of those like desk ones. One of those ones that just clip to your desk or your laptop, so it's just blowing in my face even while I'm recording. Oh man, I reckon no. you probably find one of them on Amazon. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But As I you don't guys always know, want- I I have a lot of fans all around the oh. world. Oh, here he is. <laughs> you mate we'll get to that later because you you wait till we get to the social the social bits there is many i can choose from but uh <laughs> yes uh, you you are i'm starting to realize this i tell you what i watched the uh for the first time in a long time i saw uh the dark knight rises oh with, what with a film. Mrs. i know Great it's movie. a good film in it like the dark that christopher nolan batman oh. trilogy it's deep, isn't it? The I forgot. Music, I was like, Mate, this everything is like... about that movie is epic. It just, it's just like an assault on the senses for two hours. Yeah. I love it. It's ahead of its time as well. I think politically even, you know, there's mm. a lot of commentary 
And you're like, oh, mate, this is some deep stuff. And uh, But anyway, that, that was filmed, the third one was filmed a lot in New York, right? And I was watching it, I was like, mate, that's like One World Trade Center being built in the background. You see it all the time. And it's, it's weird thinking that, hang on, I saw that in the cinema. I remember vividly going there. What it was that that long ago? It's like, yeah, no, this film's like more than ten years old now. It's yeah. Mad. They mad. sort of blended. They blended New York and Chicago to make Gotham. It's kind of yeah. a blend of Chicago and New York. But they they definitely in that movie lean in a lot more. You see a lot more of like, oh yeah, this is Manhattan Island. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They did it more like the Dark Knight, the Joker one. That's more Chicago, isn't it? And yeah. then they kind of flipped it and mixed. And I think a bit of LA as well. Even you know. Some of the reshoots maybe were done in LA. I think but I've said it before, film. but I yeah, I think I said it before. But we watched, I watched it on an airplane, and there's mm. a thing that came up at the start that says this plane, this this plane, this uh, this film has been adapted to show mm. on an airplane. Some of the sequences have been taken out, and I was like, oh, they won't show that scene at the beginning where the plane gets hijacked in midair. And nope, it was it was just in there. I was having yeah. my dinner <laughs> on an airplane, watching a plane get hijacked in midair and destroyed. I was like. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've always wondered if they actually edit scenes out. So you, you don't think they edited any of the of the movie out? Well, if you were going to edit one scene out for displaying on an airplane, the bit with yeah. the airplane crash would kind of... I watched Goldeneye a few years ago. I mean, it's going back quite a few years now, but the James Bond film Goldeneye. And there's a bit <laughs> in that where they fly over uh, a lake and a missile comes out the water and shoots the plane down. And mm, they crash land. Great scene. That, that whole sequence was taken out. So they were flying in a plane... Oh. And then it cut to them having crash landed in the jungle, walking away from the wreckage. Wow, that's crazy. Well, that Batman scene on the airplane is probably one of the best scenes in the movie, I think, when Bane yeah. jumps onto the plane. I forgot how weird Bane sounded. I was like, is this for real? Like, <laughs> is this guy for Tom Hardy like acting his heart out? But it's, it is all... And I suppose that's why I remember oh, it's a comic book film at the end of the day. If, yeah, if you it's, it's... listen to Tom Hardy in that, doing his Bane voice, and then listen to um, the one where he plays the craze in a couple other movies, he has a yeah, similar legend. accent in all of them. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, he does. He does. I wonder what Tom Hardy's favourite building is. Probably Fred Mills. <laughs> Probably. We'll have to ask him. We'll have to get him on. Yeah. Tom, mate, if you're listening, come on, yeah. mate. We want you on the world's best construction podcast. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> big fan, big fan. Uh, anyway, guys, come up this week. We've got some really good stuff. We've got uh, Austria digging a tunnel like no other, a new video that came out on the B1M yesterday. Shanghai's massive new exhibition center, which is very cool. Heatherwick designed and currently under construction. Berlin's new districts, and as always, the whole thing is scattered and generally sprinkled with some of your comments from the week. Let's go. So, first of this week, we are heading over to Austria, where a tunnel is being constructed, unlike any other tunnel we've really seen being built before, which is very, very cool. So, I travelled over to Austria to film this uh, earlier this year, in early May this year, with Aaron, which was which was pretty cool. And we visited a town called Linz. Now, have you guys heard of Linz? Been to Linz? Not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard of the uh, football club. Oh, they go. heard of the football club. 
Yeah. There you go. So Linz is, I mean, calling it a city is generous. I think it's got about a quarter of a million people and it sits between, kind of halfway between Vienna and Salzburg in the sort of northern bit of Austria. I'd never heard of it, uh, but we, we, over we went to see this very cool uh, new tunnel and bridge system being built. Basically, the Danube runs through this city. There's some really good connectivity in the city, but there isn't a lot of ways, there aren't a lot of ways to go over the river. So they are now building a new 305 meter long suspension bridge to improve connectivity and reduce journey times. It's a huge feat of engineering. It's very, very cool. We saw it under construction when we were there. Mm. It's being built over the water between two large, solid rock hills. So it's kind of, the valley is a bit generous, canyon's a bit generous, but you've got these two very large rock hills with a suspension bridge being built between them. There's a roadway that runs along the water's edge at the base of those hills. And basically to get that roadway up to the bridge, they're building like a slip road. So you can come off that road, turn yourself around and get onto the bridge and cross over to the other side. But that slip road is being built inside these hills, inside solid rock. It's a huge feat of engineering. It's one of those things that is it's kind of one of those everyday construction projects that's happening. Mm. But you don't realize the incredible amount of work that goes into it. What was your what's hot takes and first impressions on this one? You know me, I love uh, I love tunneling videos. I love the TBM content <laughs> that we've been putting out lately. Um, so it was interesting to see Perry's system actually work like this. One thing I did take away from it is the Danube, right? Obviously, they're transporting all the equipment, exporting all the um, rubble and things like that out of it. It made me think of um, how dependent that part of Europe is on the actual river. Just like, you know, we were discussing the Ethiopian dam, how, you know, it's Sudan, um, Ethiopia, and Egypt. Obviously, it's, you know, life forms around that. Um, civilizations are built around it and things like that. So I did a little bit of research about the Danube, right? So more than 80 million people from 19 countries share it, making it the world's most international river basin. Wow, which I find, yeah, insane, right? So they, um, 20 million people directly use it for drinking water. And it's, it's, the basin identifies, sorry, unifies and sustains a wealth of diverse cultures and traditions, which is really interesting, I thought. Wow. Yeah. I always, um, I wanted to do. Years ago, I wanted to do like a river cruise, and I'd still like to do it actually. But they 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 cost a fortune. If you want to do a decent one, they cost a fortune. But I'd still love to do it. You can do the Danube or a lot of it, and I think it goes through Austria, yeah, Germany, and it go it goes through Budapest, right? Yeah, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I went there. I went there once, and it was frozen over in Budapest. Wow, yeah, it was insane. I mean, it looks the environment looks absolutely gorgeous, and um. I noticed that. I noticed that in the video. I was like, man, like Austria, even like the houses and stuff. And I was saying, even when you said about the city Linz, you know, it's not a huge city. In Austria, it probably is, isn't it? Because, it, you know, it's not a hugely populated country. It's quite scenic, isn't it? And I suppose tunneling in this sort of instance, in this sort of area, preserves that beauty a little bit. You know, I, I mean, there's not really any alternatives, but they're probably used to tunneling, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, like Austria, Switzerland, any country that has uh, part of its part of its kind of you know landmass within the Alps has had to get very good at tunneling, digging, and right. huge infrastructure projects. I mean, uh, when I went to Switzerland earlier this year, the tunnels they've got there are just incredible. They just do them on a regular basis. They're clean, they're efficient, 
Yeah. Um, same thing with Austria. They, they dig tunnels all the time. So it's pretty impressive stuff. I should just say, for anyone who's a bit confused listening to this, um, when Liam says Danube, he means the Danube <laughs> River. Oh, I knew place. you were going to say that. I knew I picked yours up, Dan Oob, in the video. I was like, I, I knew Fred was going to say that. <laughs> it's the Danube. Danube. It's a Danube, mate. It's not Danube. a Danube. What's the Danube? is like... <laughs> I knew Danube. this was going to come up. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, on a serious note, Quick question on this on on tunneling specifically, right? I don't know if this is if this matters, but is it easier to tunnel in a warmer climate than it is in a colder climate? So obviously, where the tunneling looks extremely cold, like extremely cold, does that come into effect with with the machinery, concrete, things like that, or is it because they're so deep it it, it, it doesn't have any effect? It's just purely the rocks, just rock, think- just in a different climate don't believe it does i think it's to do with the material and the rock you're digging through because it's really interesting it was actually a really hot day when we were there it was blue skies hot sunshine it was a it was nice spring weather in austria but you walk into the tunnel and it got i mean you got like 10 20 meters in and it started to feel cold and inside Mm. it felt cold and almost damp so right that that environment would be the same it was the same we went to finland it was absolutely freezing outside but you went down those deep tunnels in finland and down the bottom Similar kind of temperature to what it was in Austria, bit damp, mm. similar kind of looking rock. What I'm basically yeah. saying is that a tunnel's a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. I, I, it's got to be harder though. In like deep winter, it's got to be harder, right? Just with the conditions. I suppose maybe you're used to it, but I think well, once then, you're through the surface, though, once you're through the frozen surface bit, and you're just inside the mountain, it's got to be. It's, it's the same. I think it depends Ooh. if you're digging in Antarctica. Probably is a bit different, but oh, there aren't many tunnels in Antarctica. I just think of like you know it, we're getting to that time of year where you're in central London and you're getting on the Northern Line or the Piccadilly Line, and you're thinking, "God, it's hot in it. It's yeah, so hot." Central Line, Central, central Line, line is central, like, central. Oh, oh, mate. Oh, it's so hot. <laughs> Yeah. So- <laughs> why did they why does it journey through a volcano in the summer literally it's it's just <laughs> I've, I've had near-death experiences on the central line in summer it's horrendous yeah and then you, you stand right, behind the, the carriage so you get all the wind and you're just getting all the smog and soot sprayed in your face oh. and bo from everyone on the train that smell that smell that underground smell during lockdown i missed that I was like, I was like, I miss the sound and the smell of the underground. When will I ever go on it again? Yeah. I'm a Don't guy, get that on the Lizzie line, though, do you? Some Lizzie guy line. turned his uh, turned his paper over. Just to, to just turned a copy of the Metro over. I got a slight bit of air movement from it, and I was like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> just any any air movement you can get at that point. You should write these uh, write these down, mate. Memoirs of Fred Fred Mills. Journeys on the Central Line. <laughs> It'll be yeah, Elizabeth Line. Stories. Air conditioning, Wi-Fi, oh. walk through Ooh. carriages. That's the future. Well, it talks about that. the Elizabeth Line and like HS2, or no, the Elizabeth Line really on in, in the video, right? It does. Nice segue. Nice segue, Mister Bly. That is why you're a co-host. <laughs> so normally, 
you would dig a tunnel using a TBM. We know about TBMs. We talked about them a lot on this podcast, um, but they are quite expensive and they're quite long. So a TBM is about 200 meters long. It's a very long piece of kit. There's a lot of machinery on there. You've got the cutting head. You've got the uh, conveyor belts that take the soil material back up again. There's breathing apparatus. The one we went on for HS2 had like a whole uh, office and control room on it. And there was a... Um, emergency shelter on it it's a huge huge piece of kit they've got roller feet on them massive massive things they're expensive as i said i think the one that built the elizabeth line just one of them was about 10 million quid but they become pretty economical if you go over very long straight distances mm. trouble is at our little site in Linz, uh, you've only got 1600 meters of tunnel but it's extremely sharp twists and turns so they can't do it with a tbm instead they are using drill and blast which, funnily enough, involves some drilling and some blasting, uh, which is the alternative to TBM, and quite honestly, a lot more fun, a lot more interesting. It's basically blowing stuff up to clear yeah. a tunnel. Compared to TBMing or TBMs, is this technique ah, shit? To, to TBM. <laughs> <laughs> TBMing. What are you doing tonight, TBMing? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it cheaper? Is it cheaper than that? Uh, it, so it, it, in this instance, yes. Yeah. But if you were building the Elizabeth line, it would be cheaper to do tunnel boring machine. It's the right horse for the right course, basically, Luke. Oh, mate, I'm liking this. Yeah. All the slogans coming out today, aren't they? <laughs> they are. My they are. Days. Let's, uh, let's drill into it. So basically, drill and blast method, in very simple terms, you drill some holes in the rock, you drop explosives in, you stand back. Obviously, you don't do this, guys. Professionals do this. Don't go doing drill and blast on your own. You stand back. You press detonate. It blows up. And then you clear out the rubble. You keep doing that. And eventually, you get a tunnel. You get a pretty rough-edged tunnel, as you probably imagine, because you've blown it up on the way through. It's great fun. Pretty noisy. Pretty disruptive. Not very subtle. Uh, in this case, at Linz, they've got a, they've got a site with very little site space because they're right on a main road that runs along the side of the waterfront. And then you've got the tunnel and there's no site space. So uh, as Liam was saying, they put the debris on boats and they got taken out along the Danube slash the Danube, depending on which part of the world you're from and who you agree with. Thank you. <laughs> they then lined the tunnel to create a smooth finish. And that's where the cool bit comes in, because that is where they used Perry's 250 ton formwork carriage. I walked through it. I walked under it. I walked around it. There's a picture of me on Instagram stood in front of it for... For, for scale, for size comparison, and oh. it's absolutely epic. So I'm going to tell you a bit about that in a minute. First of all, class, any questions mm. on Drill and Blast? No, mate. <laughs> straightforward, right? Good podcast. Good yeah. podcast. <laughs> no, it is straight. It is straight. It is relatively straightforward. What I was going to say is um, the distance that it covers is, is smaller, isn't it? There's a smaller bit that is... Um, in danger of collapsing, you know, when like a tunnel f like falls falls into under its own weight, right? Is, does that therefore make this arguably a safer method than other tunneling methods? It does when you're digging through solid rock. So if you're digging through soil, you've got a mm. higher risk of soil collapse and soil falling in, which is where um, TBMing is very good because you push your TBM through, and as the TBM goes through. Uh, concrete segments at the back of the TBM, which are loaded into the back of the TBM by trucks, 
get immediately placed into the wall and basically create the tunnel around you. So it's very, yeah. very safe. It's not yeah. 100% safe, but right. it's a lot safer. With solid rock, it's a lot less likely that the rock can just fall. And you get fragments falling in. It is quite dangerous. You have to be quite careful on sites when you're doing it. But you're unlikely to have the whole thing collapse because it's a solid rock formation, right. basically. Right, right. Okay. There yeah. you go. That's my question, mate. That's my Very question. Very good. Very good. We're having yeah. a blast. We're having a blast here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, going back to this 250-ton formwork carriage designed by Perry Formwork Systems, uh, all the parts of the machine are brought in by truck and assembled. Uh, then they get ready. They get the machine ready for the day by basically shrinking it down a bit and sliding it into the tunnel. And then when it's in the bit of the tunnel it needs to be lined, its wings expand and push up close to the hard rock. So if you imagine you've blown up this tunnel route, you've got all this craggy rock around the edges, you basically slid in this kind of, I don't know how to describe it, like an oval-shaped formwork machine that's got an oval-shaped top, but then the bottom side of it has got little runners on it. You slide that into the tunnel, it gets expanded so that the surface of it is very close to the craggy rock. Mm. You then pump concrete into that space, so you fill the gap between your formwork machine, your 250-ton fancy formwork machine, and the rock with concrete, wait for it to dry, and then slide it forward again and do the next bit. And what that does is create a very nice, smooth tunnel lining that is safer because you've not got to worry about long-term maintenance, you've not got to be thinking about uh, let's go and check every single day if there's any rocks that are loose or we need to worry about you know, rocks being loose or anything like that. Um, it's, yeah, safer, more efficient, looks nicer, helps with uh, airflow through the tunnel, helps you embed services, lights, all those kind of things. So mm. it's a very, very cool system. They did this the whole way through this tunnel. They did 12-meter sections. There are very tight curves. Let's do some six-meter sections. It's It's incredible. It's a military operation. They have to make sure they run the schedule really carefully because they need to pour the concrete, have enough time for the concrete to dry overnight to then move the formwork again the next morning and do the next bit. And if they're late, I mean, just like a, a little bit late and they can't pour concrete on time, whole thing gets thrown off, project gets delayed. So it's amazing. You've got these guys working basically inside this massive solid rock hill that they've they've dug these tunnels in. They're lining them. It's completely out of sight, out of mind. They've got no space to build this bridge and tunnel system, mm. but they're doing it while keeping the roads running. It's yeah, it's awesome. It's construction at its best. As I say, it's not like it's not a massive dam. It's not a huge skyscraper. It's not a mega project. But right. it's stuff like this that's happening every day in this industry that makes our world run. And yeah, love it. Love it. I loved that at the end of the video, you said, you know, once this opens and once people are using it, so many people are going to take it for granted, you know, and that's such a, that's such a human thing, isn't it? You know, wherever you live, there's infrastructure you just take for granted every single day. And yeah, this is crazy impressive, crazy impressive. So you were there on site, right? Yep. Highlights. Something that you didn't know, like what what really stood out to you? What what did you learn from actually being there in person? Uh, for me, I think the hive of activity going on inside was really interesting. There was lots of things happening. There's people building the bridge. There's this suspension right. bridge just being constructed like in the air above this river, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, the amount of stuff happening inside the tunnel was was incredible. Loads of stuff going on in there, um, and just getting just getting to go inside and see that and reveal it to the world when most people wouldn't really know it was there or happening was was really cool also the beer 
Aaron and I, it was lovely weather. And when we wrapped, uh, we found a lovely little pub courtyard garden thing with some nice trees, made a beer in the oh, sun mate. about six o'clock. It was absolutely, that was a highlight for me. Lovely. Oh, it's proper beer season at the moment, isn't it? There's a little, there's a little uh, craft beer place just up the road from me and they got their little garden, little like pub garden sort of thing. Out what is it? Oh, when, it's, when it's hot and I'm thirsty, obviously you should drink water, but I just, all my body wants is a cold beer. Like, what is that about? Oh, cheeky cold one, mate. Mm. Cheeky cold one. It's <laughs> also, almost a year. Liam and I ended up having a dinner date together. <laughs> oh, after, yeah. After us three, us three met up, and then Fred was like, oh, I've got to bounce, got to go to a meeting. And Liam and I were like, should we, uh, <laughs> you, want, you, want another, you want another beer? We're like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> ended up having dinner. <laughs> it was well good. Quality. Quality. Nice night. little evening, mate. Uh, close to the beer garden in Linz was the it was uh, Linz Cathedral. I've got that wrong, but it's basically a very nice big cathedral basilica. And I stuck my head in just to have a look, and it was absolutely mm. beautiful. You wouldn't know a lot about that building. Again, it's not like world famous, but it's huge. It's impressive. It's beautiful, and yeah, that was that was really really impressive. So yeah, mm. that's that's not related like, to the tunnel. <laughs> no, that's the cool thing about Europe, though, right? Like all those little towns <clears throat> have like little cathedrals, castles, things like that. This old history, no matter where you go, you just stumble across it. Yeah, and this juxtaposition of like new versus old as well. Mm. You know, you've got this like ancient, ancient architecture and construction and engineering complemented by brand new stuff. And talking of new stuff, right? You said in the videos this called this technique is called new Austrian tunneling. Yes, is that right? They told us it's called the new Austrian tunneling technique. Okay, but it's not. It's new in the sense of when it when it came out, it was called that. Like New York is New York, but New York isn't like wasn't created like two years ago, right? Wasn't it's, this? It's relatively new. It's like last ten years. Is it yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not this particular system developed by Perry Formwork Systems is particularly new because they oh, basically right. created a standard formwork system. But it's highly adaptable and customizable to loads of different places. So that machine you see in the tunnel at Linz is unique to that tunnel, which is right. very right. Cool. Okay, okay. So the Perry thing specifically is more recent. Yeah, it's like yeah. standardized customization. Yeah, that's, that's no, not I'm a good not, marketing I, I term. But it's like a standard system they can heavily customize to different tunnels. So. And it explains who Perry is now, because for years there's there's a Perry site here in South Essex off the A one two seven, and um, I always thought, oh yeah, is that where uh, they keep all the Nando's stuff yeah. for shipping out to the restaurants? <laughs> Perry Perry sauce. I was like, who Perry? <laughs> Perry Perry, so good. Yeah, Actually, that's really what nice we had, sauce. Liam. When Liam and I went for dinner, we had Peri Peri. Do you remember, Yeah, I went mate? to Frango's, mate. Portuguese chicken. Oh, mate. Borough. Mad. Mad. Bridge. Mm. Yeah, I should say, this uh, This video is sponsored by Peri Formwork Systems. We made that very clear in the video. Make it clear on the podcast here as well. Uh, yeah, great company. They do formwork and scaffolding all around the world. They do the jump core systems on skyscrapers. We covered them in Frankfurt last yeah. year. I mentioned it was quite hot there. Uh, and yeah, it, mm. and they also do, famously, some nice sauces as well. A really diversified business. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Alleg- 
Uh, allegedly. Right, anyway, guys, let us know what you thought about this big tunnel in Linz. I had a great time filming over there with Aaron and the team on the ground there on site. Get your comments coming in. Podcast at the B1M.com. Also in the news this week, we are heading over to Shanghai, China, where Heatherick Studio have unveiled both the design and some construction progress on the new West Bund Orbit Exhibition Centre, which I'm hoping is going to get a better name. But anyway, it's designed to resemble these interwoven ribbons, uh, buildings supposed to welcome people approaching it from every angle. Uh, and in kind of classic Heatherwick style, it's kind of like a three, four-story building. You've got these kind of circular concrete ribbons wrapped around it all intertwined. Uh, and in classic Heatherwick style, you can walk up them to walk mm-hmm. over the roof. This is very much like the thing they did in Maryland the other day. Uh, trees across it because it's 2023. I I quite like this. It's very sort of signature Heatherwick while also being quite tailored to the local environment. Um, so generally, the comments on this are pretty good. But the real question is how does it stack up on the world's best construction podcast? Uh, Liam, Liam's got his dog. Liam's got his dog on on the microphone. I've got someone at my door. <laughs> yeah, everything's Mate, going on. <laughs> everything's <laughs> going on. He's just snuck in the room. We're that ignoring so Shanghai. Cute. We're ignoring Shanghai. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, Liam. Beautiful doggo. <laughs> beautiful doggo. Heatherwick's um, um getting around at the moment, isn't he? I was about to say something similar. He's really it's, popular. It's not just him, you know. He's got a studio. It's not like <laughs> flat out, flat out drawing these buildings. Nah, he's mate. Deep set eyes, wrinkles. Knackered. On a napkin. On a napkin. There you go. Bang. Have that. That's <laughs> what the do idea. What do you want? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Stick some trees on. Done. Stick I'm getting some um, similar vibes as the one we covered last week. The ones yeah. you guys, you guys said you liked. Yeah, I like this though. And once again, maybe because I'm becoming a bit of a Heatherwick simp, but <laughs> I think uh, I think this is really decent. I think it's it's simple, it's effective, and um, as per usual, it comes down to the execution. But by from from the looks of the uh, construction photos, looks really good. Looks mm. really similar to the renders, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. What do you reckon, Fred? I'm a fan. I'm in, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, as I said, it looks like a Heatherwick building because you've got walkways, trees, the kind of <laughs> Heatherwick type materials being shrubbery. used. Shrubbery. Yeah, a bit of shrubbery, a <laughs> bit, bit of bush. Um, but it also fits with Shanghai and nods to a lot of the kind of local cultures and stuff. And yeah, it's good. It's really good. I think for an exhibition centre, it's welcoming opening inviting it's got a landmark feel but also can be adapted to all kinds of different exhibitions yeah he yeah. knows what he's doing doesn't he he's, he's tired tom he's flat out he's everywhere mm. but he knows what he's doing with the building he should be an architect gets around gets around <laughs> <laughs> next up we're heading over to berlin where a new district has been unveiled. Again, some trees in this one, but it looks really nice. Uh, Henning Larsen Architects Designs, they won an international design competition with their proposal for this new district that I can't pronounce. I'm going to try it in a minute. Mm. Uh, Mixed-use neighbourhood, you've got nine buildings, one of which is an existing building that's been refurbished, uh, all centred around this new urban courtyard, is what they're calling it in the press, 
that's intended to act as a meeting and performance space for the local community. There's a tall new tower in the middle, which is 134 meters high, which is pretty tall for Berlin. It's not a skyscraper, mm. obviously. It's not 150. Some nice things about this. They've got mass timber. They're using recycled and reclaimed materials. There's a lot of green spaces being added, which is, I think is pretty good for a new urban development, um, aside from the trees dotted on buildings here and there, which obviously is like signature 2023 move by any architect. Yeah, um, yeah I like it. It looks good. In terms of the name, uh, it's called the Kerfustendam 231. Kerfustendam 231. Mm. Yeah. Please write in from Germany and correct me on that one. Yeah. I, I think yeah, you know that's about right. Yeah. Kerfustendam. <laughs> it's not Dutch. Kerfustendam. What? First? What do you get Thurston? Well, that you. It's that Kerfustendam. Kerfustendam. That's, that's Dutch. Yeah. That you has the uh, dot dot over it, which what is it? like a elongated. Uh, it's an isn't <laughs> that's the O with the that's the O with the line through it in like Nordic. Yeah, yeah same <laughs> as the the U's does the same thing, doesn't it? I can feel so many. That's I can feel sure. so many listeners getting triggered right now. Like, I know. I know. I want to be in the episode. I want to talk to Fred, Liam, and <laughs> Kyle and just tell them they got it wrong. <laughs> hey, um, yeah. a question about the last image. Why is it? Oh, is, is it like a a pool or something? Is, why is there a lady wearing a bathrobe? There's another lady getting a swimmers on. <laughs> there was an indoor. <laughs> there was an indoor spa oh. at the top of one of the buildings. Oh, that's Might nice. Yeah. See a bit of water there on the old uh, left hand side. <laughs> oh, these I renders! <laughs> it sparks. Wild imagination, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Um, I, th- I do you know what? I think this is decent. I think its strengths are in the interiors. There's that walkway, the kind of the arched walkway that looks, I think, terrific. That looks amazing. Huge fan of that. Elsewhere, I think it looks um, pretty standard European 2020s architecture. Like, this could be in London, couldn't it? Could be in a lot of European, northern and western European cities. Well, at um, this point, I think we should dive into the comments, mate, because okay. uh, that is okay. that is a established point of view. So we've got someone saying, yeah. it looks like half of London. Uh, yeah. Alfred saying, all cities are copy and paste these days. Mm, it does feel a bit like that. Someone else saying, I bet the competitors have much better looking designs in the competition. <laughs> oh, that's me. Um, Sam, as always, Sam with a thoughtful comment saying, I really like the people scale slash streetscape elements and design, but the buildings are very bland. I'm yeah. sure they'll be functional, but I'd have hoped for something more interesting. Yeah. Uh, another person being much more to the point. Not high enough. Towers are fat and boring, at least. <laughs> Berlin can't do skyscrapers, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah i hope it's not the uh same team that's building the berlin airport that's constructing this no oh, i mean are they, they're probably still working on that aren't they is that still is that still being worked on it's like a running joke over in germany isn't it it's, like, <laughs> it's open now but it opened yeah, so late that the architecture was 10 years out of date mate everyone comments on our videos just like ah the berlin airport project they're still building it <laughs> <laughs> they've been doing it for years oh, years yeah 
I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I think we covered it ages ago, but the uh, the Warsaw Airport in Poland. Oh, like yeah. A huge hub airport. That looks great. They're going like full steam ahead with that, aren't they? They are. They are. It's a yeah. good, good environmental time to build an airport. Um, I think it's Foster and Partners <laughs> designed, actually. But yeah, it looks, <laughs> it looks epic. <laughs> looks like, just build a solar farm, build a wind farm. Come on. Yeah, that's it. How are you going to get to America? Build a solar farm. <laughs> I don't understand how. I don't know. How can you? How can you look at these climate graphs and the increasing weather stuff and just, as a national government, not act now? Not even now, like yesterday. We're so we're so screwed if we don't sort climate change out. Uh, I know what they mean though. Um, with like building higher. Back to back to the Instagram. Yes. Moving, moving away from Fred's climate rants. <laughs> no, it's only because I I agree with you, Fred. It's just like that's like hours of conversation. Yeah, like, sorry. Oh, you know, yes, you're right. Blind needing the blind, mate. Sadly, but like, um, yeah, I, I I really agree. It just feels like you know when I was talking about like the London thing because it does. This could be built in London, like easy. This looks like a million proposals that are in london at the moment but it looks like it's being built in like stratford in east london you know it doesn't Mm. look like a central london development and this is this is central berlin isn't it or more more or less central berlin and slightly to the west yeah is it um, yeah well i recognize those other towers nearby and um i don't know i just it's it's okay it's okay i like the interior but you know if the finish is really good if the finished product is really good, then it could be a cool addition to the city, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Av- average reviews here on the yeah. old World's Best Construction Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, surprised I this was a winner. I'm surprised yeah. this was a what, winner. What were the this others? doesn't scream Yeah, this doesn't scream like, oh, this one out of like loads of applications and entries. I dunno. I dunno. Maybe it's all a bit dodgy. You know? <laughs> Maybe it's like the guy who chose it, it's his nephew. You know, oh, that is just the libel, just back up. But allegedly, allegedly, allegedly this, this, is, <laughs> this is completely unfounded, dear listener. <laughs> please, I'm, please I'm don't only joking. Sue us. Yeah, it was a joke. It's a joke, right? Henning yeah. Larson, put your lawyers down. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, let us know what you thought about that one. Um, just we're just wrapping it up now. Just we'll move on as quick as we can. Let us know what you thought about Shanghai's uh, new exhibition centre designed by Heatherwick and Berlin's new uh, winning district design. Uh, get your comments coming in, podcast at the B1M.com. Now, on the topics of uh, email, doing it again, my standard transition... What's slid into the old DMs slash inbox this week, Luke? Well, I've got two juicy ones for you this week, guys. Uh, we've got an email that's come in, and we're loving the emails, by the way, and we're loving all the reviews, but we're going to have one email, one review. Okay, so the first one is from Joe Phelan, or Felon? Phelan? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I'm sorry, Joe. But Joe says, never going to listen. That's the title of his email. He goes, I have nothing against you guys personally, but my fiance absolutely loves your podcast and it's very annoying. <laughs> he is constantly talking about the iconic banter of Fred, smaller Fred, and the Fred that talks funny. Honestly, it is making me re- rethink the marriage thing. It is always 
I am surprised the BIM hasn't covered one centre in Chicago. Or, geez, how come smaller Fred is always, all right, mate? <laughs> no, no, no one is always right. He must be hiding something. I will never listen to your optimistically named podcast for the sake of me not having to listen to him complain. Please talk about our hometown of Chicago more. I already listened to him complain about the White Sox enough. I don't need you guys to. From Joe's fiance. P.S. Joe asked me to never Google Fred Mills. Something about a beach photo shoot. All I have to say is don't skip leg day, Fred. <laughs> Maybe one of our best oh. ever. Maybe. <laughs> wow. Do more Chicago, Fred. Come on. Well, yeah, we would talk more about Chicago <laughs> if they built something decent. You know, oh. it, we've, we've done... <laughs> We've done your huge airport rebuild. We've done your huge, great big tunnel system. We did a whole thing on how your skyscrapers are better than New York's and how they're actually founded in Chicago. Yeah, we go, we've done on and on and on. We've done loads of Chicago over the years, and all we ever get is oh, we do Chicago more. Well, when we do it, none of you watch it. So, a yeah. build better stuff, and b when we cover Chicago, actually turn up. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Is that enough Chicago content for? <laughs> What's we're not, his name? We're not, Joe. We're not. We're not bitter about it. Well, this has come from Joe, but it's from Joe's fiance. So I don't know if they're just two Joes or if, um, like Joe's fiance has like grabbed his email. I don't. I don't. I don't know what what's is, going uh, on. It's all a little bit sus. It's all a little pictures. bit sus. What's his What's his leg muscles like? Because he he can't really throw stones from a glass house. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, send a photo of your uh, legs in, and we'll discuss it. <laughs> we'll discuss it. I'm proud of my legs. I I, do, I couldn't train my legs for years because I had uh, a bad back, and I I had a I had a lot of concerns and a lot of uh, self conscious worries about my legs. But I've been training them back again now, and I'm doing really well. Good quads, good like hamstrings, calves, genetically good calves. <laughs> I, think the, I think the problem is because my top half is so like ridiculously, you know, tanked Chunky. and shredded. Yeah, <laughs> it makes the legs look small. It's like parking a treble seven right. next to an A three eighty. Well, I wanted to know which one's the smaller Fred and which one is the Fred that talks funny. You know, I yeah, wanted to I, know. I don't get that. Who's the smaller Fred and who's the Fred <laughs> that could? Which one's From Kyle? Certain, yeah. <laughs> which one's which one's Kyle? <laughs> there we go. So we've got a cheeky Apple Podcasts review here from J Roll Roll. J Roll Roll, who says this pod slays. Hi boys. Love, love, love the pod. Long-time follower of the B1M via YouTube and have thoroughly enjoyed the broader context provided by the podcast. That's the point. Yeah, so I like that. I like that feedback, mate. Thank you so much. The additional projects covered here constantly have me discovering new projects and has kept me informed of fascinating projects outside the US that I likely wouldn't come across without the podcast. The conversational style in this podcast is well balanced between information and commentary and I look forward to listening every week. The podcast succeeds in covering a variety of interesting projects across skyscrapers, public infrastructure and just plain silly proposals i'm looking at you saudi keep up the great work much love from chicago john 
Rollins. There we go. That's there sweet, go. isn't it? Yeah, Talk about Chicago so. again. You can I have know. that as our bio of what the podcast is on Spotify. No. That's what I thought. This guy's yeah. a ledge. He's What's just suspicious. done the work for us. What's suspicious about it is that it probably couldn't be better if we'd written ourselves. <laughs> which <laughs> like one of us wrote think, it. Mm, it does feel a bit like that, doesn't it, Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> and I just mentioned Chicago a minute yeah. ago. So yeah. I was like, where where can it be from? <laughs> 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 oh no, it's nice. It's a great view. Thank that that means a lot to us, doesn't it? We work we yeah. work hard on this. We have a good chat, we enjoy it, and it's nice to know it's impacting people like that. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. We're getting like it feels like we're getting like a nice little community going, you know. Yeah, mm. built, yeah, built around nice. Prince Albert and banter. Yeah, that's it. And Fred Mills. Um, more Apple <laughs> podcasts coming in the in 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 the future in the coming Ooh, weeks. Oh, few up your sleeves. Yeah, some good ones. We've had some good ones. Yeah, get get the reviews in, guys, and 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 you know, slip in little inside jokes. Yeah, let like, me know you're a proper listener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spot on. Spot on. There we go. Done. Awesome. Great session, Episode guys. I've really bag, enjoyed mate. this. How's the how's the dog, Liam? Good, mate. He's good. He's good. I um I went through the motions last week. Um I don't know if I told you guys. I obviously I shared it last week, but I had it, got him on Sunday. Um my fiance found me with my hand in my head Monday morning. Um wondering what I've done. Um but other than that, mate, it's it's turned around. <laughs> A couple of friends have said to me, they're like, mate, I told you, like, having a puppy's full on. And I said, yeah, everyone said that, but, like, they didn't actually describe it. Then people have come mm-hmm. out and said to me, <laughs> a puppy in the first two weeks, especially at this age, is worse than a baby. Mm. Yeah. Had I known this, I don't know if I would have gone through with it. At but it's going to make you a better man. It's going to make you a better man, isn't it? You know, yeah. having a little fur baby like this. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's, he's learning, training him. It's all good, mate. Is he going to be at your wedding? Uh, Is he going like, to walk down the aisle? <laughs> I'm trying to get him to. Maybe not walk down the aisle, but I'm, I'm trying to get him to come. Um, my partner's not convinced on it, though. Uh, mm. Oh, well. Shame. Mm. Shame. <laughs> Shame on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's her fault, mate. Yeah, unlucky because it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're on. Uh, we're on an audio medium. I know, but this dog is super cute, guys. You, yeah, you've got. A, yeah, cute. very, very cute. I'm jealous. Yeah. Jealous. Anyway, guys, let us know what you thought about this episode. Get your comments coming in. Podcast at the b1m.com. We want your banter. We want your feedback. We want your advice. We want your inside jokes. Uh, get it coming in. Click that five star button, and we'll see you next week. Get your comments coming in. Podcast at the B1M.com. That's it. <laughs> I'll just add it in. I'll just add it in now. <laughs> <laughs> We've had to cut the button. No, it's the podcast. It's the, oh, it's course, the transitional sorry. transitional music oh, yeah. between segments. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> Very good, Fred. We've cut the budget. We've got to sing our own theme tune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>